Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word bank to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's bank to 200-200. No deal. Hey, it's Friday. We've made it. What are you doing? Your morning ritual. With me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. So glad that you are here with me. You. Oh, yeah. Three things. Thank you. You're Did you give me the sheet? You didn't get the sheet. Oh, you have you the don't. sheet? I did not. You have no sheet. Holy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Three things I think you. Need to know. Uh, number one, Wall Street Journal has a story where they believe that now they have proof that Obama actually had, or the FBI, well, Obama, same thing, right? FBI had a um, <clears throat> uh, an undercover agent, basically. Someone working for the FBI inside the Trump campaign to spy on them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. FBI had a spy inside of the Trump campaign. That is what the Wall Street Journal is uh, is reporting. Holy smoke. Second thing, I think you need to know, uh, if you don't think the Don is serious about illegal immigration, and again, who knows, unnamed sources, blah, 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 but it seems like it's a true story. Um, turns out that the Trumpster decided to literally, verbally unload on the Homeland Security boss, Kirsten Nielsen, because he's upset that so many illegal aliens are getting across the border. Some are getting arrested, but he's saying, what are you doing? And he literally, for about, according to reports, New York Times, I believe Washington Post, according to people in the room, Trump literally let her have it for about 30 minutes, and it got extremely uncomfortable. But you know what? That's what happens in the real world when you fail at your freaking job. That's it. Maybe you didn't see The Apprentice. Third thing, I think you need to know, Tucson School Board. Oh, boy. You know, it really is a shame. Are these uh, school board members, are they for the kids or are they not for the kids? Yeah, I know. Well, some school board members are. But the wacky ones that are that, that don't understand capitalism and the free market and competition and they just don't care about really kids' educations, um, they are apparently, according to the local paper, there's a story they're going, they're trying to sell a, a vacant school, Corbett Elementary School. It's been vacant for a while. And they they're trying to sell it because if they don't sell it, and they're trying to sell it very quickly, it's been it's been empty for a while. If they don't sell it very quickly, they could be forced to sell it to a charter or private school. And a school board member came out and said, we don't want that to happen. Crystal Foster said, before August, we have the authority as the board to look at the offer price as well as the intended use of property. And I'll just come out and tell you, if we're going to sell to a property, I'd rather have that land used to bring more students into our district rather than sell a property to a charter that will take students out of the district. Maybe your district shouldn't suck so much. It's not about you, lady. It's about the kids. Wow, so there you go. And there's, listen, 
I have stories. Apparently, um, well, by the way, there's a state law yet that's going to force them to sell if they don't do it soon. And they've already rejected in the past sales to charter schools. Because they get, you know what? It's 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 about uh, it's it's not about capitalism. It's not about the free market. It's not about competition making people do jobs better. It's about monopolies with them, which they'd probably be against the monopoly. They don't even know what they're about. These wackos. So anyway, uh, even Rachel Sedgwick, yeah, well, <laughs> even Rachel Sedgwick is like, uh, you know what? Um, I think uh, charter schools are good. I taught in one. They're not. The, they're not the enemy, but some of the school board members think of it as the enemy. It's terrible for the kids. Three things I think you need to know. Is it because they take their funding? Or well, yeah, get because, results. Well, or, that's the, well, that's the, it gets compet, like that? it's competition. And if the, as long as there's no competition, they don't give a crap. They have no urge to get better, right? The public schools. Yeah. So every time they lose kids to charter schools, they lose funding from the state, from the feds. So they don't want that to happen. So instead of actually saying, you know what, maybe we need principals to do a better job to evaluate teachers, to make teachers do a better job and teachers, uh, what it make, make parents do a better job, whatever it might be. And why let kids, if they, if the parents, push their kids to do better, and they're at a crap school with crap kids there too, with no parental involvement whatsoever, why can't they just take their kids and go to a charter school that's closer by? Why can't they do it? And they don't want it to happen. We'll get. We'll talk more about that. Don't drag me out that way. I, what? Don't do that. Let's have some fun. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. The spy, I mean, yeah, of course, it's not really fun, but it's it's galling to the story about the, um, the, the fact that the FBI, according to Wall Street Journal, they, they believe that the FBI had a spy Inside the Trump campaign. I was thinking the House of Love, but okay. That too. But let's start with uh, this guy, Brian Kemp. A friend of mine texted me this yesterday, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I couldn't even text the guy back because I had the nine-month-old yelling at me in the five. So anyway, um, there's a guy named Brian Kemp. This is the Trump effect right here. Will this continue forever? I don't know. This guy is a Republican candidate for uh, for governor in Georgia. Brian Kemp. He has a, a, a TV ad out. It's called So Conservative. It's like a Disney show for kids. <laughs> so conservative. Um, apparently, last week, he had a commercial depicting him pointing a gun at a teenage boy interested in dating one of his daughters. And, of course, the... Wimps out there. Oh, my God. What can happen? Oh, no. Get out of here. He's already he's right now the secretary of state in Georgia, and he's one of seven candidates, seven candidates running for governor. Apparently, there was a poll by the Atlanta Journal-Constitution of Republican voters. Kemp is trailing somebody named Casey Cagle, the state's lieutenant governor, by about 30 points. This guy's trying to go for it, right? He's pulling out the uh, the Trump times a thousand. Like in this commercial, I, he says stuff that I don't even believe Trump would say. And Trump would say a lot of things. Well, Trump doesn't need to say these things. Trump's done these things. To a point. Well, some things. Anyway, I want you to hear the commercial of this guy. I'll put it on my page at KNST.com and share it on Facebook and stuff. Uh, Brian Kemp, here we go. I'm Brian Kemp. I'm so conservative. I blow up government spending. <laughs> I own guns that no one's taking away. My chainsaw's ready to rip up some regulations. And Trump did that. I got a big truck just in case I need to round up criminal illegals and take them home myself. Yep, 
I just said that. <laughs> Brian Kemp. If you want a politically incorrect, go back and play that last part again. Last I, like it. I got a truck. It's just so good. It's just so go back. I think it's a little bit before that. It's a little before April. It's somewhere right. on there. Sure. Right. Yeah, here we go. I got a big truck. Just in case I need to round up criminal illegals and take them home myself. Yep. I just said that. <laughs> I'm fine. If you want a politically incorrect conservative, that's me. Oh, that's just so awesome. And he just made radio gold because, of course, we have that now saved. Yep. I just said that. That's right. <laughs> that is so freaking good. Who? You, it's like, really? Who's going to be against that? Now he's he's trying to get it out there. They realize people want that. And you know what? You could say whatever you want. Uh, you know, that's extreme. Now, what's extreme about it? Yeah, what, what is what, what's about extreme it? about about uh, making sure criminal illegal aliens are either locked up or deported? I'm sorry. How is that wrong? Well, but, maybe not take them back to your house. <laughs> you know, I don't think the criminal illegals would want to go back to that guy's house. <laughs> but what, what what exactly is wrong about that? I don't I don't see anything wrong with that. And I think a lot of people don't see and on both sides of the aisle. Don't see anything wrong with that. This, listen, this is the way people talk. CNN went to a town that is all about Trump. Very, very, very red, right? Very red. And they wanted to talk. And they had some people that weren't happy with Trump and stuff like that and blah, blah, blah. Um, I forget what town this is, but they have a big sign in this town. It's Pennsylvania. Trump, make Pennsylvania great. And so it's a Pennsylvania town. And they talk to people. And they and the CNN guy talks to a gentleman by the name of, uh, I believe it's uh, Ron Ron Farst. Ron Farst. Yeah, number seven. Ron Farst. This is what happened. Play number seven, please. This this is, again, this is the way people talk. Here we go. Did you vote for Trump? Yes, I did. How are you feeling? Great, great. Finally got somebody with some balls. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I just said that. <laughs> That, that that's why Trump won. It's connecting. That's why Obama won. He connected with people. Say, you hate him. You you could call out. You could see through it. I get it. And you know what? The media just doesn't understand. How can you trust Trump? He lies. He says things that aren't true. He blah blah. We don't care. We are used to every politician lying through their teeth or stretching the truth or whatever. We look at it as dude lower taxes. Dude's trying to crack down illegal immigration. He was trying to build the wall if Congress would not be a bunch of wimps. He's cutting regulations. We don't care if he the crowd is the biggest. Like that, the media focuses on those things. Trump lied again, saying his crowd was the biggest ever, and Obama's was. We don't care. We don't care about. I don't. We don't care. We care about the things that actually affect us. That's what it comes down to. So, is it fair to ask why do you, why do they even ask? those questions what which one like what do you think of trump is he a liar and blah blah like they just want a reaction like that they now they're going to get hits <laughs> that's what it is and and they really want to know what people think and then but i'm just but they just and also they just don't understand it they have to do something they have 24 hours to fill but they have to understand it i mean they they really do um and, and they refuse they like they, they get caught up these these dopes in the bubble and they're on every channel by the way fox cnn msnbc they get caught up in this this own little world, and they overanalyze things, and they just don't really care. That people are busy. We're busy. You know, we don't give a crap what Trump said about this. We don't give a crap if he says it's the greatest thing I've only done that. No one else says greatest this. Blah blah. We we care. Hey, I'm getting more money. 
And you know what? Hey, North Korea is coming to the table. Whether it may happen, we don't know. ISIS is going down. We care about those things. Like you said, somebody with some uh, huevos. Rancheros? I'll take that on a Friday. So anyway. Um, yeah, I just said that. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, I just said that. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Uh, much more to, to get to uh, as well, um, including, by the way, uh, what Trump Trump was in Indiana yesterday, right? He's in Indiana, and he had this guy. Uh, he he was out there doing a, a a campaign rally. I mean, he's really he's 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 changed the game in so many ways. And you know, um, there are some people that are like you know what other people need to learn. You know, look look what Trump's doing, and look what he. I think it was Mark Stein on Tucker. He said, you know, Trump's got uh, he's doing this. It's like FDR had fireside chats on the radio. Trump has these rallies. You know, I Jeb and Marco and John Case, they all need to learn from this. They can't do it. They can't do it. I, I mean, you I could believe that, right? You could look and going back in the day, Wade Boggs and Tony Gwynn, when I was growing up, led the AL and NL in batting for like a whole bunch of years in a row. They were the guys. Mm-hmm. You could watch it all you want. Can't repeat it. You either have it or you don't. Nobody's going to be able to do this like this ever again. Ever again. Disappointing. Let's just enjoy the next six and a half years. Seven and a half. Six and a half. Six and a half years. So anyway, um, we'll get to what Trump said uh, with this guy, Mike Braun. This guy, Mike Braun in Indiana, just won a uh, primary Republican. And and <laughs> we'll get to this in a little bit. Trump's like, oh, let's let Mike interrupt my speech. Is that okay? And what this guy said is pretty good. About 640. I got to get to the details of this story about Trump literally destroy, verbally destroying the Homeland Security Secretary a lot of people are very, uh, I mean, we have Brandon Judd on the show all the time. He's not a big fan of Kirsten Nielsen. She's part of the swamp. She was part of the W. Bush administration. And Trump let her have it because illegals are getting here. Good for him. We'll get to all that. Don't go anywhere. KNST AIM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Shut. 75 out now. Gary Lewis with you. 98 and sunny today. It could be, uh, it's very windy. It was windy driving. I'm like, what's going on? So it's windy, 91 tomorrow, 91 on Mom's Day on Sunday. We love the moms out there. We love moms. Because we're married. To, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. To it. Yeah, I just said that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I want you to hear, yesterday uh, in Indiana, there was there was a, uh, a rally by Trump. And it was, you know, it's it's classic Trump. And this guy's just, you have it or you don't. It's just that, that simple. And and Trump was there, and he called up Mike Braun. Mike Braun won a primary for Senate. He's an outsider. He was in the state uh, state house, but he's a business guy. Anyway, I want you to hear Trump bring this guy up. This is just epic. Of what this guy said about Trump. He's Trump is literally changing the party. He's changing it. And again, nothing is forever, but it's just really remarkable, man. Listen to this. Am I up over there? Cool. Finally, a big congratulations. For Indiana's new Republican nominee, for the United States Senate, Mike Braun. That was a good race. Get up here. Get up here, Mike. <laughs> you just have her, you don't. That simple. Hang on. How about we let 
mic for a second, interrupt my speech. Is that okay? No, no, I came here for Trump. No. Great job. One of the neatest experiences of my life was spending 30 minutes riding with the president. A lot different than our senators. And you wouldn't believe the advice you get, and it's great advice, and I'm going to incorporate it. Yeah. You know, when I started this journey almost a year ago, I traveled the state, spent a lot of time in the North, and wanted to make sure this was going to end up with a good result. Would not have done it if I wasn't inspired by what this man did in 2016. Mm. He, he cleared the field systematically, and really that was the inspiration for doing it. Yep, yes he did. And I can guarantee you, when I get there, I'm doing it for the right reasons. I'm a businessman and an outsider, just like our president. And you can count on me to be a true reinforcement and the guy that is going to retire Joe Donnelly. Thank you. Think how far this has come now. You still have Martha McSilent, who won't even admit that she did not vote for Trump. She didn't like Trump up until Election Day and even when he won. Until she wanted to run for Senate, right? And you have Flake and McCain who hate and despise this guy. You don't give him any credit whatsoever. And then you have Doug Ducey, even when Trump was the nominee. He won the nomination. Ducey wouldn't even go visit him when he flew into Mesa. Right? You have all that stuff. And now you have, and maybe it's just an Arizona thing. Maybe we really have some nutty people here. But now you have nominees. We've played for you the guy who said he has a truck to round up criminal legal aliens. You have this guy. They're all, they're going Trump. They realize, I mean, it's imitation is the most sincere form of flattery. The NFL, NBA, all these leagues, NHL, they all, it's copycat leagues. Everything is copycat. You, you imitate what works and you mold it to your own. But these guys are all imitating what works and Trump works because they realize, holy crap, Americans actually like this. And then you get jackholes like Jeff Flake who continue, yet, like yesterday, we talked about at the end of the show, uh, he's, he's trying to get that deal to protect DACA and get a little bit of border security. That's not good enough. We don't like that. Beat it, brother. Beat it. Bye, Felicia. So, it, it's just, we've come so far in this. And it's like people are realizing, I can take off the shackles, and I can actually be like Kanye and be a free thinker and a free speaker. Just be yourself. Exactly. Be yourself. But there's one caveat to that. What's that? you got to do what you're promising. Yes, you're you right. You have to do what you're promising. You're right, because McCain and Flake have proven, when you're full of crap, yeah, we we'll turn on you. We'll do that. We'll do yep, that. Exactly, but- yeah. BS. So we'll continue. There's more. 636 on KNST. I'm really late. Uh, we'll get to uh, Trump keeping a promise. He is literally unloading, according to reports, on the Homeland Security Secretary, uh, sector, uh, secretary, I should say, because of the bad job she has done in trying to keep the border secure. We'll get to that. Don't go anywhere. Here's Fox. Agree. Disagree. It doesn't matter. As long as you think that he's good looking. 
Ah, just playing. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Come on, let's do it. 6:43. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, number one. Number one, Wall Street Journal has a story about the FBI having a spy inside the Trump campaign. Are you bleeping kidding me right now? By the way, it's so funny how you have uh, rhinos going after talking about this stupid dossier like crazy. And they're silent when it comes to a freaking spy the FBI had inside the Trump campaign. Are you kidding me? Second thing. That I, and this guy still wins. Second thing that I think you need to know, uh, evidence Trump wants to get the border secured, he blasted Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen in a meeting, about 30 minutes. I'll get to that coming up. Uh, there, there was a story that she was willing to resign, but then her people saying that's not true. But you know what they didn't say is true? You know what they didn't say? What? They didn't say that... Uh, uh, the other part where he blasted her for 30 minutes wasn't true. Just the fact that, no, she never said she was going to resign. We'll get to that in a second. Third thing I think you need to know, TUSD, man, they don't really don't care at TUSD about at least the school board, about kids' educations, because they have an empty elementary school, Corbett Elementary, and they have to sell it. And they're trying to sell it very quickly because there's a state law that says if you don't sell it in a certain amount of time, a charter or private school can buy it. And Crystal Foster on the school board said, I don't want that to happen. I don't want I don't want the land to be used to bring more students out of our district than into our district. Excuse me? We'll get into that later on in the show. Three things I think you need to know against competition. Against competition. So uh there is a there's story New York Times. New York Times reported that Kirsten Nielsen almost left the Trump administration after a series of complaints from Trump in front of the entire White House cabinet that she had not successfully secured the southern border. Luckily, you don't you love these people? You're going to quit. Well, I guess I'll just quit then, instead of actually doing your job better. When your boss calls you out, do you just quit? Maybe, maybe not, whatever. Anyway, but apparently, that they're denying that, that she was close to resigning. But Trump just like verbally just let her have it, because she's doing a lousy job. She failed to secure the border against a caravan of Central Americans. And he's going, what the hell are you doing? The New York Times said that she was, she told colleagues she was close to resigning after Trump berated her Wednesday in front of the entire cabinet for what she said was her failure to adequately secure the nation's borders, according to several current and former officials familiar with the incident. They, uh, the Times describes her as a protege of John Kelly. I mean, he's been a fan of her, right? Um, people, according to two people, the Times says, two anonymous people, of course, she drafted a resignation letter but has not submitted it. Um, it says here, Mr. Trump's anger toward Ms. Nielsen at the cabinet meeting was part of a lengthy tirade in which the president railed at his entire cabinet about what he said was their lack of progress towards sealing the country's borders against illegal immigrants, according to one person who was present at the meeting. Okay. That's good. Yeah. It's about time we have a president that's pissed off about this stuff, right? I'm telling you, campaign Don is back, and he realizes he has to work to get your trust back after he signed that omnibus bill. And he said yesterday again in his speech in Indiana, we had to do it. We had to, we had to get $700 billion for the military to build it up to make it great. I mean, everything that's going on with North Korea, with Iran— 
We, we had to do it. Russia, we had to do it. Did he say you need to remember who made us do it? They made us do it like this. You have to take the good with the bad, right? And they heaped on a whole lot of bad. Well, now, but, he, but he, you know, and people are saying, though, rightfully so, he could have just said, I'm going to veto this until we get the funding. But then he's worried about losing the funding for the military. Exactly. So he's saying that. So now he's getting back to campaign Don where he's saying, this was the biggest thing I ran on. Do your freaking job. That's what good managers do. They keep track of this stuff. That's what he did with his Trump organization. That's what they do. Uh, the Homeland Security Press Secretary Tyler Houghton said in an online post, claims Nielsen was on the verge of quitting are untrue. Untrue. Right? She, by the way, formerly worked for W. Bush when thousands of illegal aliens were allowed to enter the U.S. after Hurricane Katrina to take coveted blue-collar jobs. Yeah, thanks, W. She also, in the past, authored a report promoting mass immigration as a big, as a win for big business. Now, again, John Kelly's the one, the chief of staff, and Trump likes him, but listen, you're not going to agree with everybody. Trump likes him, and this guy recommended that this Kirsten Nielsen get the job. However, there's more to this. Um, Washington Post story. Trump unloads on DHS chief over immigration. Now, again, her colleagues denied reports she has threatened to quit, but they're not denying that he literally destroyed her verbally. That's what I take from this. Uh, Trump lashed out at his cabinet and Nielsen in particular when told the number of people arrested for illegally crossing the Mexican border topped 50,000 for the second consecutive month. So he's saying, what the hell? They're coming here because they realize nothing's happening. We're arresting them. Some are getting through, but they keep on flooding it because what's going on? You know, the tough talk only lasts so long. The blow up, it says here, lasted more than 30 minutes, according to a person with knowledge of what transpired as Trump's face reddened and he raised his voice, saying Nielsen needed to, quote, close down the border. He said, quote, why don't you have solutions? How is this still happening? We need to shut it down. We're closed. That's her job, right? And he's the chief executive and he's demanding. Why don't you have solutions? And I don't blame him if he said, if you don't have solutions, and he didn't say this, get out. There's no deputy. There's no number two in charge. Administration officials spoke on the condition of anonymity to provide a candid account of the private meeting. Trump's tirade, it says here, went on so long that many present began fidgeting in their seats and flashing grimaces, White House aide said. Eventually, the topic moved on to health care, bringing relief to many in the room. Hmm. To her. You know what? I'm glad that there's some uncomfortableness there. You got to do your freaking job. That's just the way it is. That's not the way it was in government. Exactly. It was, well, you know. We'll work on it. Well, do we, our job is to get elected. And Trump's job is not just to get elected. It's to actually get stuff done. Um. So it says uh, one White House official said Nielsen was in it, was in the building again on Thursday. One person close to Nielsen said she's unlikely to resign. Quote, she feels like she's doing the best she can and doing a good job on immigration, but she has to follow the law. It's frustrating to have your boss unhappy about that. Well, maybe she needs to. I mean, again, it goes to Congress. And you have these swamp monsters, and these rats out there, Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell and the rest of these. They don't want to bring bills to the floor 
to secure the border. They want to give the funding. I mean, this is enough. I'm, I'm Listen, I think come end of September, when the funding runs out, Trump's going to shut down the government. It's going to happen. He said he's going to do it. We play the sound bites. I really believe it. He's pissed. Because he also realizes this is a winning issue on top of that. It's the right thing to do, and on top of that, as a bonus, it is a winning issue. Right? I think so. Mm-hmm. It says here, in recent weeks, Nielsen has announced measures aimed at deterring illegal immigration, including criminal prosecutions for parents who cross the border illegally with children. Families are typically broken up in those circumstances. Federal immigration agents send kids to the government shelters while their moms and dads remain in custody awaiting court dates. They're trying to do that to say, you're going to be broken up if you come here. All right, not bad. Trump has asked for frequent updates about the number of people attempting to cross the border illegally and has grown increasingly irritated at the recent trends. I love that. He wants to know what's going on to try to solve it. What other president has done that? And it says here, at the end of the story, again, like I told you, illegal crossings plunged in the early phase of Trump's presidency, but have since returned to levels consistent with the last several years of the Obama administration. Because they realize that Congress is not doing what he wants to do. So it's like a free pass. But isn't it awesome that we have a guy that actually, I hope this is one of the not fake news stories, I hope it's a real news story. Um, and it doesn't seem to be outrageous to me. It's actually very believable, unlike the Russian dossier. Oh, that's getting better and better. Yep. <laughs> so uh, this this is really uh, this is really just incredible stuff. So uh, I'm I'm digging it. I'm liking it. I'm glad it's actually happening. What about you? Eight eight zero KNST eight eight zero five six seven eight. Man, there is a there's a lot of stuff going on right now. Uh, Seven ten this morning. We'll get to the. Uh, Fun story about a college. It's like the barista Starbucks thing. Here's a banner, right? What do you think about racial uh, racial stuff going on today? Race relations, blah, blah, blah. It got ripped down because a student wrote something on it, and it's pretty funny. We'll get to that at 710. Don't go anywhere. Try to get to a little bit of the story about the, uh, the FBI putting a spy in the Trump campaign. Wall Street Journal has that story. We'll get to it coming up. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. You. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's WIN to Here we go. What are you doing? It is your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know, and they're changing. Number one, uh, Wall Street Journal has a story about how the FBI, they believe, had a spy inside the Trump campaign. So you had wiretapping, if you want to call it that. Uh, You had Fake dossiers getting FISA warrants so they could spy on it. Then they put a, a freaking, they put an actual person to be in there to be a spy. Oh, why is this okay? Why are not more Republicans outraged about this? We'll get into that. Second thing I think you need to know, uh, Campaign Don is back. A story that's out there. 
And it appears to be true because people aren't denying this part of it, that he apparently berated the Homeland Security Secretary for 30 minutes in front of other cabinet members for not doing enough about illegal immigration and securing the southern border. Because he wants results. And he said, why are you? Why do you have no solutions? What is going on? You know what? It's about time we have a president that gives a crap about this, right? And he wants it done. It's not just talk. Third thing, I think you need to know, there's a report in the local paper about how apparently uh, the establishment swamp Republicans, the kind of people that wanted Sharon Bronson to be reelected so Chuck Huckleberry wouldn't get fired, uh, these establishment uh, Republicans are trying to get someone to challenge Allie Miller because they've had enough with Allie Miller because she won't pass a damn sales tax to fix the roads. We'll get into that. Yes, they are attacking her. It's the same old, same old swamp. What a bunch of garbage this is. Three things I think you need to know. And it's so it's just so ignorant and it's so dumb and it's so obvious, right? So we'll get to the other story that I teased a little bit later, hopefully. This, I think, will appeal to you that much more. That's what the great thing about radio is. We get to throw you audibles, right? And by the way, I just did a uh, FaceTime, Facebook Live thing about this. If you if you're on if you're on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio, like it and follow it, and then you'll see when I do those, and then the videos posts. And then you could share them and have a good time. So in the local paper, uh, Tim Steller has a piece about the swamp Republicans in Pima County wanting to find someone to challenge Allie Miller because they want someone to go along to get along. Right? And not challenge Chuck Huckleberry. They want another Steve Christie in there because Steve appears to be, dare I say, compromised. Maybe he always was. My gut tells me that. That's why you had a bunch of swamp Republicans, by the way, um, go after Steve's opponent at the time, who's, or another Republican, Kim DeMarco. Uh, oh, no, 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 there was um, Marla Clausen. And then there was another uh, Republican challenging Sharon Bronson, but all of a sudden this campaign, Republicans for Bronson, because they wanted to keep the three votes so Chuck wouldn't get fired. So you had Republicans supporting Sharon Bronson. I would dare to say that Edmund Marquez was rooting for Sharon Bronson to win. Because if uh, Kim DeMarco got up there, and she only lost by like 1,500 votes or something like that, she would have been a vote to fire Chuck. Allie would have, and I believe Steve would have. Or if he didn't, oh my God, can you imagine what happened? Anyway, um, it says here, now, now, let me just tell you again, this bowling alley story, that Pima County uh, Administrator Chuck Huckleberry wants to spend almost $7 bucks. To buy and renovate a bowling alley to put government services that are already in place in one area and then make nothing. They're trying to hide the fact that there's going to need a apparently a gigantic uh, abatement. I mean, millions of dollars to get the asbestos out of a building that is 50,000 square feet. Yeah, you know what? Maybe you can call. Because again, Allie yesterday sent a letter. Two or two days ago, sent a letter to the uh, the appraiser to find out what's going on. Why did you appraise two different appraisals on the same building within six days? Did you not know about the asbestos? Did you mention that in the appraisal? Blah blah. blah. Well, I wonder if the guy got back to uh, to Allie. I doubt it. So anyway, since Allie is actually looking out for the citizens and actually on her own website, right? Put down what thirty different options, thirty different things in the budget that can be cut 
and reallocated funding for things, 30 different things that can be reallocated to fixing the roads for a billion dollars. Um, no other, no other uh, supervisor wants to get behind it. And Steve Christie says it's just too hard to get the others to get behind it, which is just a total white flag give up crap thing, right? Well, all of a sudden, this guy uh, is apparently saying that uh, there are Republicans that want to uh, find other Republican candidates to challenge Ali Miller. Um, because Ali, he says, has at times criticized business-oriented Republicans like auto dealer and fundraiser Jim Click. And he can't do that, right? Oh, no. God forbid. Oh, yeah. So uh, one of Jim Click's... um, Well, listen, Jim Click is a... a, uh, He mentored a guy named Edmund Marquez. And Edmund's sister is Leah Marquez Peterson, who is the hand-picked, establishment-picked heir apparent to Martha McSilent. Leah, the one that lied on this show through her teeth that she had no idea what chain migration was. We'll get to that in a little bit. So you have Edmund and and Leah, and they're big business, cheap labor, open borders, slimy-style Republican people. Edmund said, quote, enough's enough. We need some better representation, someone who's going to get things done. What exactly does that mean, Edmund? Again, just vote for a sales tax to fix the roads. And when that sales tax, as Ali has explained, isn't even that that sales tax wouldn't even go to roads. It is a general fund. And other members of the supervisory board, like Dick Elias, want to take 50 million of it and give it to poor people and for other programs like that that aren't even the roads. And Edmund Marquez says we need to get better representation, someone who's going to get things done. What a crock of crap that is. See, and the time for those things to just go go, go by and not be criticized are over. They're done. It's a different time. And apparently some guy, Ethan Orr, who is a rhino to the rhinoist degree, he voted for the Obamacare crap in this state that Jan Brewer pushed through. Oh, yeah, he was all about that stuff. They want that clown, a stooge, to get up there and challenge Allie Miller. They're trying to find someone. Well, he's got name recognition. He's ran in the past. Blah, 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 blah. Give me a break. Allie's joining us right now. Hi, Allie. How you doing? Good morning. So um, you did you did you catch wind of this before or would, would just in the local paper? Uh, you know, I just saw the article in the local paper and uh, had heard, you know, I had been hearing the rumblings about how a group of, uh, you know, the wealthy Republicans are going to try to bankrupt my husband and I, et cetera. Mm. So that's going around. And then this is the first I heard of this. And um, as you know, I, uh, you may I, I remember that I was a very strong opponent to the renewal of the Rio Nuevo fiasco. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. that got passed because they're taking property into the possession of Rio Nuevo, which means you're shrinking the tax base during the period that they have these agreements, which is 10 to 15 years. They take it off the tax roll. They're giving them sales tax abatement, Jeep abatement. And then at the end of the whatever the agreement is, they have reversionary clauses, which means the property goes back into the name of whoever originally you know, sold it to the Rio Nuevo board. And the only beneficiary in these deals, from what I can see, I mean, if you get some new business in, but the sales tax is being abated to these individuals, 
So for that period of time, the taxpayers are not getting the benefit. So 10, 15 years down the road, we might get some benefit if the businesses are still in business. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was very against it. I went up to the legislature and attempted to testify, but I was cut off by Senator Smith and not allowed to speak for more than 60 seconds. And then uh, Fletcher McCusker, who is on the Renovo board, was allowed to go on for close to 15 minutes. Mm. So that tells you how the deck was stacked. So I don't know why Edmund is so butthurt over this. The deck was stacked at the legislature. They already had their votes to get it renewed. And unfortunately for the taxpayers, they did get it renewed. And um, so, it, it, you know, they got their deal. But he's apparently still very upset about that and thinks that I should just go along with all these deals, the bowling alleys, don't even mention it, let it go under the radar, and stop telling the voters what's truly going on with their tax dollars. Well, as you know, that isn't my style. I'm not going to do that. Good for you. And, uh, you know, as far as Leah Marquez, I don't know if you were aware, but I was considering running in CD2 because I live right on the northwest edge of it. And um, when I, you know, got contacted by various people, I was thinking about it. And Leah contacted me, Leah Marquez-Peterson, to meet with me downtown. And so I agreed to meet with her. And I said to her, I said, oh, I see you have Jim Click supporting you. And she goes, <laughs> yeah, when he called, I said, sir, yes, sir, what do you need me to do, sir? There you go. And at that point, I just, uh, you know, I almost ran, but I felt that I needed to complete what I had, you know, started here in Pima County. And I just went, I cannot believe this. And when, you, when I heard that, I knew I could not support Leah Marquez-Peterson I knew I had to find another candidate. And then the debate that was held last week, which you moderated, um, you know, we heard the two candidates speak, and, uh, you know, I'm trying to figure out who I'm going to support in this CD2 race. But this is the kind of stuff that continues to happen. It's happening at the national level. If people don't think we have a swamp here in Pima County, oh, my God, it's it's like a huge swamp oh, full it's, of alligators. It's, 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 it's unbelievable. So, yeah, so, I mean, look, and that's why I really think that, Listen, you got the big business people. I'm not going to name names, but you can take from it what you will. Um, the ones that literally there was a campaign, Republicans for Bronson. Right, right. And Absolutely. They, and they wanted, I mean, you tell me, my, my, my educated guess, my opinion, is that they wanted to make sure that Sharon kept her job instead of Kim DeMarco defeating her because they didn't want Chuck to get fired because they all benefit from Chuck's decisions. Absolutely. Kim DeMarco's campaign got infiltrated. And, uh, you know, if people don't think these things happen locally, well, think again. Mm-hmm. And they made sure that Sharon Bronson won. And it was Republicans that did it. They, they wanted Sharon Bronson reelected because guess what? They're getting all of their swamp deals done yep. because she's there to ensure that it gets done. Kim, they were simply hedging their bets on Kim DeMarco in the event that she won because the voters actually are pretty fed up, but they spent a lot of money, and there were a lot of things that went on with uh, taxpayer money. There were, you know, nonprofits being funded in these various areas in the uh, campaign. So Kim ended up losing, and uh, they got the person they truly wanted. But they were hedging their bets with her, and it's really unfortunate that people in this community don't understand that these people, Republicans and Democrats alike, are pillaging this town. It's very sad. It's very sad that things aren't getting done. 
And, you know, that's why our roads don't get fixed. Yep. Now we're buying a bowling alley. <laughs> yep. And, 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 it, and it continues. And people like Ethan Orr saying enough is enough. Well, no, He's that, not I, getting anything I thought that done. Was Edmund. Oh, you want no, me to that was, vote for that, a bowling yeah, alley? That was Edmund. That was Edmund who said that. Oh, Edmund said it was. An, uh, yeah, that's right. Enough was is enough. And I'm like, what does that even mean? Yeah. Edmund's had it with me because Edmund <laughs> thinks we need to just go along with Chuck Huckleberry, vote for all these deals, and be quiet. Well, the Edmund, that's what's been going on the last 25 years in this community, and that is exactly the reason we are where we are. Mm-hmm. We've had this leadership. We've seen what they can produce. Absolutely nothing but failed roads, a, a community that looks like Kandahar. They've been in charge for 25 years. Yep. You want to go back to that? And go ahead and try to blame me for the roads. I've been in office for five years. I know people will understand the roads only started failing five years ago. Not. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, it's, it's just more of the same. And yep. these guys are going to be fighting. Last time they spent, I believe, with all the independent expenditures and they got an awful lot of free ads in the uh, Red Star, mm-hmm. they uh, ran a probably a half a million dollars against me, and I had 80000 in both elections. And, really? you know, the people in the community spoke in that election, and I won by close to 15 points. Yeah, you won by a lot over that guy who literally had no idea what the hell he was doing. Yep, and they, they put him up and they funded him heavily. So, you know, if the people in this community want to go back and take a step back in time, or do they want to continue the fight to finally route out this corruption and this cronyism, they can vote for me. But if they want to take a step back and go back to, you know, the last 20 years, go ahead, you know, uh, vote for who you believe is going to best represent you. And I think the people in my district spoke loudly and clearly. And one of the things I ran on was no sales tax. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, that, and my opponent was putting forth the identical plan that Steve Christie put forth. So I think the voters in District 1 spoke loudly and clearly. You don't need a poll. That is a poll. It is a very real poll. That's the only poll that counts. Yes, exactly. So, um, you know, I made that promise to the voters, and the more I see of this wasteful spending and all of these crony deals coming through, there is no way that I'm going to support that sales tax. I'm telling you, can you hang on for me for just a second? Because I want to get an update on the bowling alley thing for me as well. If you don't, oh, absolutely. If you don't All right, hang on. Uh, and, we, and we can uh, get calls lined up also for after 880-KNST, 880-5678. Allie Miller will stay with me. We'll continue an update. Uh, did the appraiser get back to her on her letter? And by the way, you can see the letter. It's on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Gary Lewis Radio. Like it and follow. We'll continue. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Shut yes. Up. Let's continue. Garrett Lewis with you here. It's your morning ritual. Uh, let's continue with Allie Miller. Allie, thank you for hanging on. Sure, absolutely. So uh, you sent a great letter to the appraiser who, again, gave two different values for that bowling alley that Chuck Huckleberry wants to buy. Right. Six days apart. You asked him, uh, did you include uh, any information about asbestos? Have you heard back from that appraiser? I have not heard back from the appraiser. I also placed a phone call to his office, and then I thought I need to document this as a in my official capacity as a supervisor, so I sent a registered letter. So uh, our meeting is on Tuesday, and this is on the consent calendar on Tuesday, so I hope he gets back to me. Otherwise, I'm going to ask that this item be continued. <laughs> 
if I, you know, this is ridiculous that we would vote on something that we don't have answers back from the appraiser. And I think the question about, you know, uh, you dated them the same date, but the email transmittal was a week apart. How did you come in with $2 million and then a week later you sent in uh, another appraisal $200,000 higher? Um, I think that question needs to be answered, and I'd like to know how that happened because there appears to be no documentation with, oops, I forgot this, and, and we need to add this to it. So that's very concerning, and, mm-hmm. of, of course, the asbestos, if he considers that in his appraisal, he needs to uh, consider the amount of money that it is going to cost to abate that. When Chuck says we're going to buy this for about 650000 over the high appraisal, uh, plus invest another $4 million in that bowling alley to create a community center to dispense services, um, it's ridiculous. They just built one down off, uh, I think it's La Choya. Uh, during the last campaign, they built a brand-new community center, and they have all of these various areas where they can dispense these services. And why is it a sudden urgent need right now? Um, Mm -hmm. So those are all questions that need to be answered, and I do hope people continue emailing in, and also we've got to get people to come to this board meeting and speak out. On Uh, Tuesday, Tuesday, 9 a.m. on Congress. 130 West Congress on the first floor, Board of Supervisors hearing room. And if you can't make it, please, please make a phone call or send an email. And you were telling me there were a lot of people that have sent emails in. Yeah, a lot of folks are sending them in. And then uh, one of the emails that came in is pretty funny is uh, the lady said, you know, please do not buy a bowling alley. We need to get our roads fixed. Please stay focused. And Huckleberry responded back that when he gets done remodeling this, the building's going to be worth $10 million. <laughs> I don't know how he can even say that. And the lady sent back and said, no, Chuck, enough of the blather. Just <laughs> fix the roads. Yeah, and by the way, I didn't realize Chuck's a flipper. Like, who cares if it's <laughs> worth $10 million? What are, you, are you going to sell it at that point? Exactly. What are you going to do? Uh, yeah, it's just uh, that the madness never ends down there, and... And the thought that they're going to try to lay the, the blame for the roads on me, I think, is yeah. just laughable. That's what I'm saying. You know, between, Ed, Edmund Marquez is more than welcome to come on this show. I was looking. I don't have his number in my phone. He's more than welcome to explain exactly what he means with that vague statement that he made uh, about you. It's, it's again, it's, um, well, let me just read the exact quote in the local paper. Enough's enough. We need some better representation, someone who's going to get things done. Yeah, and Edmund, uh, you know, I challenged him to debate me on another show uh, when he said that um, I didn't know what I was talking about on Rio Nuevo. I said, let's, let's debate this, and he refused to do it. He, was, he didn't want to go on and do it. Well, if you can't even debate and defend your positions, that mm-hmm. says it all. Well, uh, You've got to be able to stand up for what you believe in, and you have to be able to uh, defend your positions, and if I don't know what the heck I'm talking about, why wouldn't you take the opportunity to hammer me? Maybe, maybe it <laughs> runs in the family, which is why his sister, Leah Marquez, didn't show up to the debate last week. Yeah, there's another thing. Why, why would you not show up to a debate and, and, and let everyone see what you're all about instead of being in forums where you have the sole, you're the only person up there? You've got to be able to stand tough, and, and when you're in a debate, people get to see that interaction and, and, and get to see what you're made of. Are you able to withstand you know, the kind of pressures and the kind of attacks you're going to get as a candidate? Because I can tell you the pressures are 
heavy and strong yep. to for me right now. You got to vote yes on the sales tax. People come in, and I mean they're all over you. They come in and tag team, and uh, I've been having meetings with several people, and they come in and try to intimidate you. And if you can't stand up, as you said, you'll fold like a lawn chair. Yep and just collapse and do whatever people are telling you, and then you're not representing the people. Can you just actually have that list that you did of the 30 items that can be the funds for those 30 items in the budget can be reallocated to fixing the roads? When they come into your office, can you just be like, hang on a second, hang on a second, let me give it to them and go, what were you saying? Yeah, exactly. Uh, You know, there were people in yesterday that I was talking to, and I said, you know, our roads aren't getting fixed because we're spending the majority of it on funding a Department of Transportation that has almost 300 employees that are not fixing the roads. This is insane. We should have a, a, a you know top-level group that, that does the contracting and tracks the projects and schedules them, and then you outsource the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Why do we have a department with almost 300 employees, a whole bunch of expensive equipment, and uh, what are we doing here? Just like the car repair center, $18 million for a gold lead certified service center, and we're doing our own repairs. Why aren't we outsourcing that to the private sector? And instead of, and I forget how many employees are in there, I think close to 60, 70 in that, it just goes on and on. There are easily, you know, millions of dollars that you can find that we can cut the spending on, and then all these crazy projects like bowling alleys. Uh, and we should be spending that money on roads. And why would I go back to the taxpayers and say, you need to spend more, you need to pay more? And, and that's the easy answer, right? Just go back and tax them more. If that, if that was, uh, you know, uh, something that people can vote on, it would be so easy. We just keep stacking it on the taxpayers yep. and the, until they could no longer bear it. And then the whole economy collapses. Like Venezuela. Yes. I know. Exactly. You, you, you real quick, and I'm just running short. Uh, I, I'm getting emails from listeners saying that they, they're contacting Steve Christie. Uh-huh. And, and he's like writing, some of them he's written handwritten letters to him saying he doesn't support buying the bowling alley. Uh, handwritten letters. I haven't letters. heard from him, but good if he doesn't. <laughs> but I mean, I, and you know, he doesn't have to, so he'll, he'll escape out of it. Handwritten letters? Like, it, I, it's just the strangest thing. I, I, don't, I don't get oh, it. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't do the handwritten. I mean, I mean, most people on. contact me. We send out the emails. Yeah. My staff is, like, all over it, and they get things out to them. And, and they're sending them relevant information. Um, I'm not sure with his handwritten letter. What is that stuff about? I don't know what that. That's just strange <laughs> this is to me. 2018. Exactly. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Exactly. Who's paying for the stamps on these yeah. letters? <laughs> stop <laughs> it! Stop it! Stop! Exactly. On. He's wasting the spending that way. So listen, I hope that you get the get a hold of that guy. What is the name of that? Um, what is the name of that uh, appraiser again? It's uh, Ova- Valbridge Property Appraisers. Valbridge, and the gentleman's name is Craig Johnson. So my listeners can call and ask him questions also. Why not? It's a, it's a oh, regular it's, business. it's their money. Yeah. End of the day, this yep. is taxpayer money yep. paying for it. It's your money, folks. Yep. You have a right to get these questions answered. I do my best to try to get the answers, but if someone has an opportunity to speak to this gentleman at Valbridge Appraisals, uh Go for it. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to get the answers before and the he, board. He, he better not duck you. And if he does, I wonder if he has a relationship with Chuck or any of these people that's up there, which is, you know. Well, if rate. he ducks me, I plan to call his corporate headquarters. There you go. <laughs> Good for you. Allie, thank you for the time this morning. And let us know if anything happens, okay? Okay. Thank you, Garrett. Yeah, take care. It's Allie Miller. It's really late, 739. Here's Fox. For you. 
745, thanks for hanging out. It's your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM790. Tucson's most stimulating talk. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah what? I, I'm just laughing again. It's You got some powerful people and stuff like that, but here's the thing. we, You know, how do we shut that guy up on the radio? You can't. We have too many people behind us, and I can't thank you enough for that. You keep the advertisers happy. You keep us happy. We stay. Simple as that. Listen, Allie was like Trump before Trump. She was taking slings and arrows for a very long time. Unfair media, everything else. And again, let me tell you, nobody else in the media still to this day is covering this stinking, um, this bowling alley story. Pima County buying a bowling alley. Uh, But so you know, before you get your calls, Tucson News Now did a story about restaurants going to be very, very busy because of the U of A graduation. Restaurants are getting ready for the influx of people. No crap, dude. That's a news story. Go fill some time. Awesome. Uh, Hang on. Let's go to Timothy first. Hey, Tim, what's happening, man? Garrett, thank you for having Allie on. I uh, listen carefully to whatever she has to say. I'm always glad for her uh, contribution. Hey, I'm I'm just thinking about I'm thinking about the property taxes that this bowling alley is paying. I'm sorry. I just like your name. Oh, go ahead, Tim. I'm sorry. I just you've seen South Park, right? Are you done being stupid? <laughs> sorry. Go ahead, Tim. The bowling alley yes. pays property taxes right now. Yes. After the city buys it, how much property taxes is that bowling alley going to pay? It's, no, it's not the city. It's the county. Remember, it's the county. Whatever. The county. No, no, but that's a big the, difference. That's a, Hang on. 41000 bucks a year, dude. Okay. Four, Forty-one grand. Allie said this, I think, on the show on Monday. I asked her, how much are you going to lose? What do they pay? She said, I believe she said the last, uh, the last year of property tax they paid was 41000 and change. So that's another thing that... The city, sorry, the county spends money on, this. the county spends money on, and then at the last time, and then they take away, you know, another business that would pay into the coffers, and instead, taxpayers get to pay. Right, okay, so that's been covered already. I guess I just missed it. Thanks a lot, Garrett. (laughs) I hope he's not mad. We like to have fun, too. You need to stop messing with listeners like that. And his name is Timothy, not Timmy. But that's like this, you know... Listen, if there was like a character and Garrett, I would play that too, but there isn't. You know why? Nobody likes the name Garrett. I know. <laughs> now he's mad at me, but that was funny. You have to admit you. that was funny. Have a sense of that's humor. <laughs> Dude, you're messing with people's lives here. I'm not messing with that. Huckleberry is. Huckleberry is. There are principalities involved. I know. You mess with a man's road. Listen, but again, listen, Tim Timmy missed the show, which you have things to do. I get it, but we, we talked about it and then I answered the question and all right, hang on. Rob, welcome to KNST. Hello, Rob. Hey, good morning, Garrett. Was that funny at least to you? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't much care. I don't listen to a lot of static. You know, I just uh, I, I just get the important things that uh, you yeah, talk okay. about. Yeah, okay. All right, yeah, good. Yeah, and I, I just wanted, wanted to say that Allie Miller, um, she's got more guts than uh, all those people on the council for standing up for the people 
uh, in her district. I voted for Steve Christie, you know, and, and I had a lot of hopes for that guy. And uh, I heard from a friend of mine three weeks ago, he was uh, speaking in front of the Green Valley Council, and he was trashing Allie Miller, and every time he would say something uh, derogatory about her, they would all clap and cheer. And, really? And, you know, that's just disgusting. You know, that's secondhand information, Garrett, but if you could find somebody that was also there, it's about three weeks ago. I have no idea. Well, what about your friend that apparently witnessed this? Well, you know, he was upset about it, you know, and he did, I don't want to out him because he had to be there. I don't but, care, but have your friend call in. What's with his secondhand information? Yeah, well, I can't tell him what to do. He probably beat me up. You know? Oh, that's okay. Thank you. What is the deal with you? What did he not get to what I when I told I him to know. get? I you didn't did, give him time. Listen, in my gut, I gave him time. He you know, said, the first one you made fun of. I didn't make fun of. He had a good name. It's just can't like can we? Unless we have a lot of things to talk. People get fired up. I get it. Maybe it's just me. I need sometimes a an escape from reality. Or I'm going to start drinking a lot. What's we're supposed to do when you're like, at I home. hope that Tim guy is not mad at me. I, I oh, it was nothing against is. him. It was I'm sure he is. It was just fun. It's the name. I you know be... what? This is him in his truck. Oh! <laughs> you're right. It is. He is. He is coming for you. Uh, listen, Steve. <laughs> Steve Christie trashed Ellie Miller on my show. If there's a whole bunch of people down in Green Valley cheering that he trashes Ali Miller, that's pathetic. And it should make people more mad that then everybody else has to pay for those people to have a new park. That's what it comes down that's to. That's right. You know, enough is enough. We'll continue. It's uh, 7.50. <laughs> Amon, can we have fun too? No. I know. This is serious business The guy right got here. it wrong. I told him it's the county. Whatever. And it's not the city. It's the county. These are things that, okay, whatever. We'll continue. It's Candace, dude. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word money to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeart radio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's money to Well, thank you for telling me that before it's too late. So done, done, not not today, right? Okay, cool. Thank you. Hi, it's eight oh eight. It's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM seven ninety Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, this swamp is apparently going after Allie Miller. There's a report in the local paper that. Uh, Establishment people like, uh, well, like uh, Edmund Marquez and his sister, of course, is running for Martha McSilent's seat. Uh, Edmund has said we need to get someone to challenge uh, Allie Miller because we need stuff. We need stuff to get done. Whatever the hell that means. We need taxes to go up. <laughs> we need more bad spending. Uh huh. Uh huh. We'll get to that. Uh, and I have a story uh, come, or just an email about uh, Steve Christie that is very interesting coming up too. Um, second thing. That I think you need to know. Wall Street Journal is a story. It shows apparently the FBI had a spy in the Trump campaign. Are you kidding me? So they were spying on him based on a crap dossier, a fake dossier. And then they had a a spy actually in the campaign. That's what the Wall Street Journal was reporting. Holy smokes. Third thing that I think you need to know. 
is that uh, the Trumpster is very serious about getting that border secured. Story came out, it's being reported in the Washington Post, New York Times, that uh, he apparently berated, as he should, and that sounds so bad, he he grilled, he grilled Homeland, Secretary, uh, Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen for 30 minutes, it was a cabinet meeting in front of everybody, saying, why don't you have solutions? He's mad that the caravan got to the border and people got in here. He's mad that she hasn't stopped illegal aliens from getting up there. He's mad that 50,000 illegals are getting arrested every month, that people are approaching the border at the same levels as Obama. He wants the border secure, and he wants to make sure, he wants to make sure that that there is a plan in place, and he is sick of it. Now, how do I, why do I believe that? Because then this story came out that she was thinking about resigning. But her Homeland Security press secretary said that's not true. Didn't deny that he, she wasn't berated, just denied that she wasn't going to resign. Good for Trump for getting mad about this stuff. He's sick of it, and we are, we are too. Three things I think you need to know. Really quick, I got, um, <clears throat> well, that's garbage. Hang on. Um, sorry, uh, Ryan's posting things up for me to see. Uh, now, 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 now. Wait, wait, wait. I don't, before you we, do that. I don't want, I don't care. No, no, no. No, no, we no. Can't go on the air with that. No, no, I, that's fine. But before, before you continue, I have to I apologize to you. What? Because I made fun of your name, Garrett. You know, when you're doing the Timmy thing with, with Timothy last hour. Timmy! Yeah. Uh, your mom called and said, oh. you know, people out there really yeah, like stops. the name Garrett. Nobody likes the name Ryan or something to that effect. Um, she was making fun of you now? She was making fun of me. So she came to your defense, your mom. God love her. Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. And you I just want to say. with the Jewish mom? I am very sorry about making fun of the name. Garrett. Right. <laughs> Garrett. I like my name. Well, there's one. Or oh, actually two. It paid off in college. <laughs> it, oh, that's a cool name. Now there's too many people that have it. I don't like them. If I was president, first thing I would do, get rid of the rest of the Garretts. Be the only one. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I just said that. That's right. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Happy Mother's Day. Mom's got your back. Yeah, yeah. Even though she tried to kill me as a child. <laughs> I got an email about that, by the way, really quick. From uh, This is totally throwing everything off. From a listener, because my nine-month-old, we're giving him ISR lessons, where they get to, you know, they fall in the pool, they can learn how to float and get on their back. So a listener emailed me beginning of the show and said, you're trying to kill your kid, too, the way your mom tried to kill you? Ugh. No, it's different this time. Uh, anyway, so I get a, I get an email from a guy named Mark. Mark. No, Mark. And Mark wrote me an email, and he said, I'm very disappointed in Steve Christie, but in all fairness, he wrote me this letter stating he is against buying the bowling alley and against the current sales tax plan. That would be for roads. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. So remember, Steve was all about, he was all about this. And then Allie Miller is the one that brought out the fact that this new Pima County sales tax that would need all five votes, it needs to be unanimous to get the sales tax, right? All five votes would be needed, and she was against it because, one, she doesn't think we need new tax. Two, she even said that the money actually can be used for whatever, not even just roads. And you have uh, Supervisor Dick Elias that is already, it was either Elias or Valadez. One of them, they said they were going to take $50 million to put it towards other programs, and let me just tell you again, Bud High Pants Foster, with that, uh, remember he did the story about why it's a good thing to vote for the sales tax, to support it and stuff like that. Uh, he never mentioned that in his report that the money could be used for anything but roads as well. Because that wasn't part of the press release that they wanted Bud to say over at Tucson News Now. Anyway, so there's an email 
from, uh, I mean, you know, there's a letter, handwritten letter, and I was trying to, you know, he's decent handwriting, Steve Christie. Older people, nothing much older, but, you know, they're used to writing things. It's true. Don't be an Not atheist. like I'm that much younger, but my handwriting is atrocious, which is the sign of a, of a genius and a good-looking person. The fake news? Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, he wrote, I was trying to read it. It was, the guy took a picture, and Steve Christie wrote this gentleman and said, rest assured, I'll vote against the county purchase, uh, the county purchasing the bowling alley. The reasons for me voting against acquiring it are in concurrence with, and as you outlined in your email, which I'm sure, which was like, this is stupid, this is dumb. So, anyway, he's against it. So then he writes, Steve Christie writes, my road plan, which I rolled out back uh, last October, called for the entire road repair plan to be administered by the Regional Transportation Authority, the RTA, not Pima County. Again, for the reasons outlined, you outlined in your email. The upcoming road repair ordinance is now devolved into something I cannot support. Monies being diverted from road repair. So here's the 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 big thing. If Allie Miller didn't do the research to bring out this fact that monies can be diverted, Steve Christie probably wouldn't have known. And we probably would be stuck with this and paying all this extra money and the road still not being fixed. And yet you get Edmund Marquez, a protege of Jim Click, right? who, according to a local report in the uh, local paper, is sick and tired of Allie Miller. Sick and tired of Allie Miller um, because she's not getting things done. Quote, he told the local paper, Enough's enough, said Edmund Marquez, a member of the Rio Nuevo board and longtime ally, ally of Click, Jim Click, and similarly inclined Republicans, quote, we need some better representation, someone who's going to get things done. What a crock of crap that is. I know he listens, too, by the way. Edmund, you are more than welcome to chime in on the show as to uh, state what your problems are with Allie and what you'd like to see done. I would love to get you on the show. I'd love to hear this stuff. Would he answer questions like his sister by not answering them? And how about Allie saying that uh, Leah Marquez contacted her and said, uh, Jim Click called me and, you know, asked me, he said, you know, I want you to run for, for Senate. I'm sorry, for Congress, for Martha's seat. And Leah said, and I said to him, sir, yes, sir. So what you're going to do basically is be a puppet. That's what it is. You're going to be a puppet. Open borders, cheap labor, that kind of stuff. You're going to be a puppet. And just, you know, again, so you have, um, you have Edmund Marquez. What does that mean? We need some better representation, someone who's going to get things done. She's trying to get things done. Edmund, do you want the bowling alley to be purchased? Edmund, do you want a sales tax that allegedly would be used to fix the roads, but it wouldn't be used to fix the roads because we'd go somewhere else? What exactly does that mean, Edmund? Yeah. Let's hear his sister when she was on the show back in December. She's running for Congress. And apparently a buddy of mine sent me a text that she's going to be at the LD9 meeting this Saturday morning. So if you are inclined to go to the LD9 meeting, Lee will be there and usually her brother goes with her, which I find interesting. Like a coach? I don't know.
That's this Saturday morning. Anyway, Lee was on the show, and it was about time when everybody was railing on chain migration. Um, uh, it, w- it was the Goodlatte bill that Martha McSallan tried to attach herself to. It was about ending the visa diversity lottery, chain migration, that kind of stuff. So I asked her, just just listen to what happened on the show. Okay, but but when it comes to merit based versus just chain, I mean, would you like to end chain migration? Well, right now it's based on the country you're in, and there's so many visas eligible, and and there's such a small uh, percentage of those that want to come in from various countries. I think we need to rework that entire complex system. Well, would would you want to end chain migration though? Chain migration? What do you mean by that? When one person is admitted here, and they could bring uh, it's somewhere twenty to two to. I mean, on average, I think a person coming here from Mexico brings something close to six relatives here with them. That's why the guy, the guy that uh, did the terrorist attack up in New York, he drove into people on the West Side Highway. Uh, he got here on the lottery and was able to bring, I believe it was 22 or 23 members of his family here via chain migration. I, mean, I think the, the bigger question is how do we bring people here to work who perhaps want to rate, get money to do that? That's uh, something that make a big difference wow. back in their countries. And then yeah. no, 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 but I mean, you don't think that, this is a big that, deal with chain that. migration? How about that? She wants to be an American congresswoman and she wants to get people that want to be able to come to America, take jobs that Americans would do, lower the wages, and then take the money back to their home country. That's Leah Marquez for Congress. Yay! I mean, you just heard that, right? I mean, it's unbelievable. But her brother is sick of uh, Allie Miller looking out for your tax dollars. He wants something better. Something's got to be done. Somebody do something! <laughs> what does that even mean? Oh, what a genius. Let's continue. I mean, I think the the bigger question is how do we bring people here to work who mm. perhaps want to rate, get money to do that? That's uh, something that make a big difference back in their countries. And then yeah. have no, no, them no, go but home. I mean, you, don't, you don't think this is a big deal with the chain migration, though? No, I, mean, they, I, they were I terrorist think attacks. People, it's people a, came here and committed terrorist attacks right, and that's, via chain migration. But I think that the bigger question is how do you come here, make a better economic condition for your family, and then go home? Maybe it's not mm. the chain migration that's the ultimate answer but it's folks heading back with their dollars so they don't we don't have to break up families there's so much there in that one minute 11 seconds what do you what do you mean and then oh no i think we should talk about how to get people here take our money and then leave hell of a plan and now you know why she didn't go to the uh, debate that i moderated which would have been totally fair by the way to ask everybody the same questions but instead, she went to go fundraise up in Maricopa, which is not exactly Congressional District 2. Got to get the money, because you got to get, you know, get the money to get in there to do what people tell you to do. Well, there's that. Which is, it's nice, right? It's, it's nice. <clears throat> uh, let's continue. 880-KNST, 880-5678. What a morning this, is, this has turned into, huh? And by the way, good for Steve Christie to bail on his own road plan since it's been corrupted, I guess, in a way. Or maybe he just didn't understand how it would actually go. Or Too bad he wouldn't say it publicly, though. Like, he's writing letters. I mean, he could have called up and said, you know what, I'm out. I wonder if the pressure of the show, and that means you, you got to him, right? maybe. And you know what, that's the way it's supposed to work. There's nothing sinister or, or highfalutin about it. It's just that's the way it's supposed to work. It's not ego. It's just you hear it, you find out, you call, and that's that. You send letters, you send emails, that's that. There's, they work for you. That's what it comes down to. Maybe he hasn't called because he's, maybe Steve's out there with a shovel trying to turn that uh, golf course into a park. I don't know. Down to Green Valley, no? That's a big course. It's a lot of work to do. A lot of work.
Anyway, uh, 822. This is why people don't like you, Garrett. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. You know who likes me? You. And your mom. You. You like me. You. You. <laughs> I don't know why it's funny, but it's funny. Do you think... Uh, do you think maybe, just maybe, at some point, Steve will come back on the show? Stupid question. Okay, fine. Uh, 822, we'll continue. It's your morning ritual. Meet Garrett Lewis, KNSTAM 792, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Oh, my goodness. What? What now? All right. All right. All right. I'm just seeing these stories pop up that are just incredible. I, I got to get to these. We got to get to some college stories. 829, Garrett Lewis with you on KNST AM 792 Sons, most stimulating talk, uh, which is what the voice guy just... No, no, he didn't say that. That's good. So, uh, really quick, it's going to be sunny and windy uh, today, about 98 degrees for the high. And again, happy Mother's Day coming up on Sunday. We love moms. 81 outside right now. Mother's Day, it's going to be 91. 91 tomorrow, 91 Mother's Day. So cool. So, uh, you know, she can get out her winter hat and be, and have a good time. Um Really, really quick. Really quick. Maybe I should give one of those away for Mother's Day. Will you stop? What? No. Do you have them with you? Yeah, they're in the office. Uh, maybe we'll see. I don't know. It's your call. What, I, I don't know. We'll see. You can be benevolent. Okay. So hang on a second. Um, I'm just, just really quick. So since Allie Miller was against the sales tax, I'm assuming that's why Edmund Marquez. Really quick. This is very funny. I'm assuming this is why Edmund Marquez again said, "I'm. We need some better representation. Someone who's going to get things done, and they want to run someone. They were talking to uh, Ethan Orr, who is a gigantic rhino. I mean, he's. It's just not even. It's it's bad. Uh, anyway, I'm wondering if they're going to run anybody against Steve Christie now that he has claimed to uh, to constituents." That he is now against the sales tax. Well, so I I just want to know: Will Edmund Marquez run someone against Steve Christie, who's one of those guys that's part of the group, right? Because he is against the sales tax now that we were told would fix roads, but it wasn't going to fix roads. Just wondering, just wondering. Edmund, the ball is in your court. So they've created this mess, and we challenge it. And then it's funny as they stay silent about it. Silent. Because they can't win the argument. Really? All right, hang on. Kathy, welcome to KNST. Hello, Kathy. Hey, how are you? I wanted to compliment you on how you integrated highfalutin. You like that? Very funny. You like that? It was very funny? It was very funny. It made me laugh out loud. Yeah, it was funny. Were you listening in the last hour at all? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I listen every single morning. Well, thank you. We moved moved out of Tucson back in 1996 because... My husband graduated from the U of A, and there were no jobs, so... Oh. Well, where do you live now? Yeah. Uh, in Gilbert. So you listen on the iHeartRadio app from Gilbert? Every single day. Oh, my goodness I gracious. I prefer you over other hosts. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't well, blame you. you know. Well, there's a... There, I prefer... Yeah. There, there, there's, there's a certain entertainment factor there, you know? It you, is. You gotta be an entertainer to do this thing. You know, Rush isn't yeah. lying when he says that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it makes me very sad. I'm a third-generation Tucsonian, and... Um, and now you're a first-generation Gilbertian. I, yeah, Gilbertian, yeah. <laughs> and I, it, just, it makes me sad, because I've seen Tucson just go down the hill, and 
And um, thanks. You, you know, know Allie we're, Miller is the only one that's yeah. standing up. We're still here, you know. Um, how are the roads out there in Gilbert? Oh, they're amazing. Yeah, yeah. My wife and I, yeah. we visited some friends um, up in Gilbert last year. We were in the down. It's been a long time since I've been in Gilbert, and the downtown is just incredible. Oh, it's you should come because it's it's exploded. All kinds of, it's foodie. It, it, it foodie. is, it is. I've been to several of those places up there. It's It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's it's really nice. And yeah. listen, I yeah. it's really exploded. Um, so really quick, really, I, I asked you if you were listening last hour. Were you not laughing when we had the Timmy guy call because he's mad at me? Oh, you just, it's you hilarious. Know, thank you. It's I, hilarious. He was so mad. He was so mad. That's all. He's right. a big baby. Yes, thank he's you. A baby. Yeah. Well, Kathy, thank you so much for listening to the iHeartRadio app. I really do appreciate it. Got it. Keep it up. Thank you. You got to take care. How about that? That's pretty freaking cool. When I say I'm the best host in Arizona, I would say probably the Southwest. I would, you know, most of like the West. I mean, it's. I'll give Rush's due. It's pretty freaking good. Other than that, I think I'm I think I'm all right. Why aren't you going anywhere? What if I like it here? How could you like it? What if I like it here? Is that bad? I know you're staring at me that way. I'm just I'm reeling over the fact that she said uh that she prefers you over anything else on the radio. And I was like, is that the first time any woman's ever said that? You might be onto something. I'm just. I. I, I don't Happy know. Mother's Day, Kathy. By the way, Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> How do you know she's a mother? She lives in Gilbert. <laughs> what it's a is that supposed it's to very, be? It's a very family-oriented area. <laughs> you must procreate. You must have the loins. <laughs> oh my god! This is why she listens to this instead of anything else. Oh. Instead of any. Okay, we got it. Listen, there's some college stories that are out there. I have the one that I was talking about all morning, but there's something else that has come up, which I. I think it's incredible. I'll get more of your Allie Miller comments and, and Pima County. We'll get to all that stuff too. But there's a, there's a, there's a story. This is crazy. What the latest, you know, in the U of A, you can minor in hip hop. Are you aware of that? We talked about that years ago. You can minor yes. in hip hop. Yes. Are you freaking kidding? We have a, we have a station here, Hot 98.3. So you can listen to that and pass the tests. You can minor in hip hop. What does that, what does that get you? It gets you, it gets you a job at Starbucks where you can know the hip hop songs when they come on the, anyway. So there's another college out there that has a new minor that is even worse than minoring in hip-hop. And I'll get that to you coming up in about five. Here's the latest from Fox. The second thing I think you need to know uh, is uh, the Trumpster. The Trumpster uh, is, uh, is, I mean, this is crazy. The FBI apparently was spying not only by just trying to, you know, using FISA warrants and stuff like that. Wall Street Journal has a story where they, uh, the FBI had a spy in the Trump campaign. This is, like, unbelievable. Hillary actually had secrets everywhere, unsecured server, you name it, doing deals with Russia, Uranium One, put a spy in her campaign. Uh, it's the swamp, man. Where's the outrage from John McCain and Jeff Flake? Those And what about Martha McSilent? Where is she on this stuff? Yeah. Third thing, I think you, she, you know what? If she loses her next job, will be the person running the McCain Institute up at ASU. <laughs> the third thing, I think you need to know, uh, is that Trump, you know what, he's mad. He's just as mad about the open borders as you are. And he apparently berated the Homeland Security Secretary. He, he grilled her. I said he grilled her for 30 minutes, saying, why aren't you doing about this? Why do we have so many people crossing the border? Why are you not doing your job? Why do you not have solutions? He did it at a cabinet meeting. He's fired up, which is good. That's what we need. We're fired up. It's about time somebody that represents us is fired up as well. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, by the way, despite the fact that, again, you got to lose, oh, my God, this is crazy. With this this Trump tax cut, it's going to just put us the deficit, the debt, the this, the that, the blah, 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 blah. There is a story in the uh, CNSnews.com. Feds collect record taxes through April. Well, that's because, you know, the people are paying their taxes. Okay. 
But here's a, they collect record taxes. We got to cut the spending. Still run a $385 billion deficit. But they collected record taxes. Hello, Paul Ryan. Okay, real quick. Uh, UConn, University of Connecticut. I told you right before the break, uh, the news break that uh, U of A reminded you, if you didn't know, I told you that for the first time, they, they actually give you the ability to minor in hip-hop, which I'm so glad we pay for. Hip-hop. Maybe Noam Chomsky could teep, teach that. Linguistic, right? Hip-hop. Uh, the University of Connecticut has just created a minor in social justice community organizing. Because maybe one day you can be president. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Social justice organizing. What? This is not how you turn out productive members of society. Pete, you know what? If you're dumb enough to go into debt over this, that's fine. If you're a Connecticut taxpayer and they have they're about to go bust over there, the taxes are so insane in Connecticut. Yeah. So they're offering a minor in social justice organizing, offers the students the opportunity to practice community organizing and political advocacy. How is this like okay? Like what what is the point of this? Money. I know. Kids think it's cool. No. You, you Maybe know, they do. Maybe because it's easy. Again, my wife, last night, we, we went after baseball practice, and she's like, you know, one class I took in college, I think it, it was the Beatles. Beatles class. I like, look at her, I'm like... Like in the trees? Money was wasted. No, Beatles, like the music group. My brother took a class on Elvis, and I'm like, this is what made me mad when I was in college. I'm like, why am I going into debt over this? This is... Yeah. This is stupid. Yeah, how much was that? What? And they go, but it was an easy class. So what? You're paying for it. Uh, according to the university, the University of Connecticut, the MITA provides interdisciplinary classroom instruction in the theories, history, and formation of social identities, structural inequalities, and movements to foster social justice and equity in the United States. What if the structural inequality really isn't an inequality and it's a big farce? You got to be kidding. Like, I don't go there. And I would never send my kids there. In order to complete the minor, students must complete 15 credits from a pre-approved selection of courses. That includes, ready, at least three credits from courses addressing identities, intersections, and categories of analysis, whatever state structures and systems of inequality. Yeah, state structures and systems of inequality and control and creating social justice, equity, and freedom. Ready for this? Among the courses available to fulfill the group A, which again is the identities, intersections, and categories of analysis. Don't lose me here, okay? In part of that group, one of the courses is called Masculinities, which focuses on the social construction of masculinity and how maleness is gendered. How maleness is gendered. Mm-hmm. Are they trying to open the door for the... Um- uh, they just want to bash dudes, and uh, this is how you. Be- well, this how, is how you become male. Actually, I became male because I have DNA that that says so. If you want a gender swap, this is how you become male. Then, right? I, if you want to go from female, you know, to I male, think what it is is that they're going to go. You know, boys become boys because they watch violence and guns and this and. That. Let me tell you, my five year old. He's at the age. He's five. He's a guy. He's a boy. He's a male. 
He bites it like that kid that bit the cookies. Like, oh, look, it looks like a pop tart. Remember that story? Kid bites a pop tart. He goes, oh, it's, it yeah. looks like a gun. Yeah. My five year old did that the other day, but he bit into like a chicken nugget. He's like, oh, it looks like a gun. Boom, boom, boom. If he does that in school, it gets suspended probably. <laughs> yeah, he will. Um, so anyway, it, fo- it's, it, oh, it, no. it's called masculinities. It focuses, like I told you, on how maleness is gendered. It examines the multiple forms of masculinity, excuse me, as influenced by differences in social and cultural expressions of gender, race, ethnicity, class, nationality, sexuality, disability, and subcultures. Black feminist politics is an option for Group C. Intro to major philosophical and theoretical debates at the core of black feminist thought. Then there's, in category B, to get this social justice community organizing credit, uh, you can take a course on gender politics and Islam. Gender politics. Gender in Islamic texts and history. You know, the, women, you stay back there. That's pretty much what it is. You cover up. Wow. And then the final requirement is a service learning internship. Students learn and work alongside other UConn students, instructors, and local activists as they examine the history of social justice organizing in the U.S. and gain practical skills in community organizing. Hey, Mom, Dad, I'll get a job as a community organizer. What does that pay? Is there a 401k involved in that? Can you just organize some people to pick up all the trash around the roads yeah, and stuff like that? Uh-huh. Is that, is that nah, something? Not Can organize- get time for that? Exactly. Oh, sorry. Uh-huh. Jeez. Not really how that one works. That's cool. Now, again, you could have this, but it's so politically slanted one way. That's the problem. The minor is offered through Africana Studies, Asian and Asian American Studies, El Instituto, Latina, Latino, Caribbean, Latin American Studies, women, all this stuff. I mean, that's just so fun. Everything that doesn't actually get you to, what you do is you become a Starbucks barista that starts a union. 852 will be back in five. KNST AIM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus IHAR radio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BILLS to Oh, they'll come back. They always do. Hi, it's Friday, May 11th, 9.07 on Your Morning Ritual with me, Garrett Lewis. KNST, AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. The swamp is out in full force here in Pima County as uh, Edmund Marquez tells the local paper that he is looking for someone to challenge Allie Miller. Why doesn't he do it? Uh, enough's enough. We need to get, we need some better representation. Someone who's going to get things done, he said, which I'm like trying to figure that out. Why doesn't he do it? I, You step up then, dude. His sister's trying to run for Congress. Someone doesn't know about chain migration. Anyway, uh, we'll have more on that. that. That's what he's, that's what he's saying. Isn't that just, yeah. Oh yeah. Beautiful. Second thing that I think you need to know uh, is the Trumpster <clears throat> story in the Wall Street Journal. Did the FBI, they reported the FBI, did they have a spy? Literally, a spy in the Trump campaign. Oh, my goodness. Are you really pouring it that slowly to make it sound like that? Ryan and his French press coffee right now. 
coffee snob. Uh, get to the last uh, we'll get to that story. I swear we got to get to that story. Someone's the FBI having someone in the Trump campaign to spy on him. Are you kidding me? Third thing I think you need to know, the Trumpster very, very, very upset with his Homeland Security Secretary. Multiple stories out, a uh, cabinet meeting. He grilled her for 30 minutes, raising his voice, turning red, saying, why are you not getting things done? Why do we still have, why do we still have illegal immigration surging? What is going on? You have no solutions. Good. It's about time somebody gets mad. And he's getting mad. Campaign on his back. Enough is enough. I think he's get. you know, you hear people say he's getting confident, he's getting comfortable in his, and you know, probably takes a little bit of time to get comfortable as the president of the United States, especially when he'd never been in an elected office before. And I think he's finally getting there. I really do. I think he's getting there. And he's finally, we, we can do this. And he realizes the power that he brings, right? The power that he brings. Three things I think you need to know. Now, uh, a couple quick things. Uh, just based on the Edmund Marquez going after Ali Miller, because I guess she won't vote to raise taxes. Let me tell you something. Steve Christie is telling people now, I handwritten letters I've seen to myself, that he is also opposed to the sales tax now because he's realized the money wouldn't be used to fix the roads. It would be used to whatever they want to use it for, which is Chuck Huckleberry's slush fund. So now Steve Christie is out also. Will Edmund Marquez get someone to challenge Steve? Or is Edmund Marquez only challenging Allie? Is he only challenging her because she's a woman? I'm not saying, thank you, that Edmund is being sexist or anything like that, but it's just, you know, people play the card. People play the card. Uh, and then I got a uh, a message from a listener, and I thought this was very interesting. Um, and this is a listener that I know, Anna, known her for years. I remember Leah, this is Edmund's sister, who is running for Martha McSilence seat. She's the hand-picked establishment candidate. Again, Allie Miller told us when she was on the show a couple hours ago that uh, Leah Marquez-Peterson called her, wanted to have a meeting with her about running, about Leah running for Congress. She said, when Mr. Click called me, he said, I want you to run for Congress. I said, sir, yes, sir. Okay. It's a lot different than what she said uh, when she was in the studio, right? She never, she never mentioned that. Hmm. Anyway, Anna says uh, in a message to me, I remember Leah being big in a group formed to go against conservative Republican candidates like Randy Graff that called themselves Republican Women for Gabby Giffords. So it was Republican Women for Gabby, Gabby Giffords. They actively worked to defeat Republicans and elect the Democrat. That's Leah Marquez-Peterson for you right there. Open borders, swamp monster establishment. That's what it is. I wonder if she'd uh, talk about that. Edmund and Leah, more than welcome. And by the way, again, they're supposed to be at the LD9 meeting. Google it. Don't ask me when, how, or... Go to uh, Pima County Tea Party Patriots.com to maybe, maybe they have information up there about it. Uh, LD9 meeting this Saturday morning, and I was told that usually Edmund, her brother, goes with her. So that ought to be interesting. And you can go ask questions. See if you can get answers. I don't think it'll be like the Home Depot. You have questions? We have answers. I don't know if it'll be just like that. Right? So, yeah. Um, now, just really quick on a side note. my We had uh, 
t-ball practice yesterday and it was the last t-ball practice it was a great team great coaches so instead of having a regular practice the kids did some practice for a little bit but the coaches plan all along was to uh destroy them with water balloons to have fun i mean they're five-year-olds so they had a few minutes of practice and the kids were lined up and one of the moms brought like four cases of water balloons all filled up she did a great job and the coach said i'm gonna get the kids to all look at me and then at the last second, I'm going to run away, and you guys just nailed them with water balloons, all the parents. So that's what we did. And we picked up the mess. So we, was, we were tired, we were muddy, we went out to dinner. Happened to run into a neighbor of mine that listens at dinner. And he said, you know, the favorite thing that you do on the show is make fun of the sales staff. And I'm like, <laughs> I haven't done that in a while. So I figured now's a good time. I don't know if we're on out in the hallways or not. We probably aren't. Uh, but the sales staff has initiated a potluck today. Yes. And one of the salespeople came in after the show yesterday, and she's like, are you coming to the potluck? And I'm like, no. No. Well, why not? I'm like, you people hate me. You'll probably try to poison me and kill me. <laughs> who knows what you put? And honestly, who knows what people's kitchens are like? Like, I see these people when they walk in every day, and they're, they're like the greatest people in the world, the salespeople. I mean, they're phenomenal human beings. But I don't know if, like, the whole cleanliness factor is actually there. I mean, they're great people, and they look clean. They're, they're, I love them. They're great. Can't do. Listen, they're the heart and soul of this place. We wouldn't have anything if they didn't sell this, right? Right, absolutely. Wouldn't. And they work so hard that I don't even know if they have time to go home and clean their kitchen the way it needs to be cleaned. Yeah. Because they're working all the time so hard, listening intently to the products that they have to sell. So I don't know if they can actually scrub what needs to be scrubbed. I don't. All right, I'm lying. I mean, honestly, some of them look like freaking slobs. So I just don't know if I don't want I don't want to eat that stuff. They come in carrying some random crock pot. What if they take the big wooden spoon out? They put it. Oh, it's good. Let me stir it up. No, I don't want to make out with them. It'll sterilize. I it. don't want to make it's, it's like hot. Ma- that's like making out with that person. You do. You do realize that, right? You should have made something, did that, put it out there, and go, y'all made out with me. <laughs> made out with greatness. You're welcome. Yes. You taste that? Oh, my God. That's <laughs> that's gross. That's you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> yeah. So any- to mommy. Thank you. I, I would at that point. Um <laughs> You do realize that. Like, that's a big thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got it all in high school, too. Like, if you kiss her, you're kissing all the guys she's ever kissed before. And that's a, so that, on and that's so a, forth. It's a, good, uh, it's a good point. Yeah. So. It's a good point. Throw me up over there, Remember if you don't mind. That. Throw me up over there. Uh, go. What are you doing? <laughs> what? Did, did you just double dip that shit? Excuse me? You double dipped the chip? Same thing. Double dipped? What, what, what are you talking about? You dipped the chip. You took a bite. And you dipped again. Yep. So? That's like putting your whole mouth right in the dip. Exactly. Look, from now on, when you take a chip, just take one dip and end it. And that's my fear of going to a potluck. And just so you know, I've talked about this story a lot, but it's been a long time. January 30th, 2008, New York Times, dip once or dip twice. Dip once or dip twice. Are you aware of what happens when you double dip chips? 
Are you aware of what gets exposed? It's disgusting. It's really bad. On average, there were testing going on. There was testing. Double dipping. Six test dips. Sterile water with three different degrees of acidity. A commercial salsa, a cheese dip, and a chocolate syrup. On average, students that did this testing. Come on. Are you ready? No. Found that three to six double dips transferred about 10,000 bacteria from the eater's mouth to the remaining dip. Each cracker picked up between one and two grams of dip. That means sporadic double dipping in a cup of dip would transfer at least 50 to 100 bacteria from one mouth to another with every bite. So, no offense to those great people. And they're good-looking. It's a good-looking group out there, right? It's a good-looking group of salespeople we have. I mean, they are top-notch. No, it really is. They're nice people. But I'm married, so I don't want to make out with any of them. And that's essentially what happens. Why do you got to ruin my good times? It's just simple. Because I was looking forward to... Timmy gave the greatest advice. You just don't double dip. You just don't do it. Clemson University, they did this study. Professor Paul Dawson, a food microbiologist. So, there you go. That's that's what he did. Is this kind of like, uh, is this maybe like sexual harassment by proxy? Maybe, because you're trying to make out with me by double dipping. You want me to make out with you? <laughs> yeah. Hey, drink out of my mm-hmm. cup for me, Garrett, real mm-hmm. quick, please. Don't get get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> you sure? Professor Dawson said Timmy was essentially correct. And let me, one more time. Let's put it up there. Like, put me up, put me up, put me up. Right? Timmy was correct. Did, did you just double dip that chip? Yeah. Excuse me? You double dipped the chip? Yep. Double dipped? What, what, what are you talking about? You dipped the chip. You took a bite. And you dipped again. <laughs> So that's like putting your whole mouth right in the dip. Yep. And here's the great advice. From now now on, on, when you take a chip, just take one dip and end it. (laughs) (laughs) Professor Dawson said Timmy is essentially correct. The way I would put it is if before you have some dip at a party, look around and ask yourself, would I be willing to kiss everyone here? Because you don't know who might be double dipping and those who do are sharing their saliva with you. Thus, I am not going to our potluck. And I suggest you skip every potluck you're invited to. Just don't get the dip. Who knows what they're dipping into? I mean, you know, get the chicken or something. I, I don't, I'm over it. I'm over it. Try the chicken corn. Well, let me blue. just tell you, I'm going to miss hanging out with them today. Uh, it's, uh, try the shrimp. It's good. It hasn't been refrigerated. Yeah, it's <laughs> del- exactly. <laughs> I'm sure they all go by code. They really do. It's, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they're going to miss out on mine. I, I sous-vided a pork butt for the past three days. You should have you tied it up. We talked about this. I know. And my it's wife fall apart. My wife goes, you're not taking that to work tomorrow. I'm like, what? She's like, no, that smells too good. It's staying <laughs> here. All right. So you're going to get a good old bucket of KFC two doors down and bring it you on back. You know There it, you baby. go. At least, you know, okay, I'm going to stop right there. There you go. So that's why, <laughs> you know, that great, my neighbor, he said, you know, I love when you talk about the sales stuff. So I did. <laughs> and I think it was, I think it was really good. 
I think it was really good. 920. There's more. Okay. We, it was all right. Thank you. Huh. Uh-huh. We got to get to the story about the Wall Street Journal about the spy and then the greatest political ad of all time. Greatest political ad of all time. I mean, the guy's going there. Uh, he, he, Trump, Trump started it. This guy's going there. You have to hear it to believe it. It's awesome. It's coming up. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Hi, 925. Garrett Lewis with you here. Stimulating you. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most... It's okay. <laughs> stimulating talk. Did you ask my mom? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's Mother's Day. What? It's Happy Mother's Day. Want me to call her? Uh, my interview with Allie Miller. Ryan will put it up by, what, 1030, you think? Oh, easily. Yeah. At KNST.com. Also, to be on my iHeart channel, iHeartRadio.com. Search Garrett Lewis. Ryan puts podcasts up there, segments, you name it. iHeart app, search Garrett Lewis, goes to my page as well. I have a channel. They call it a channel. It's a channel. It's all my all my stuff. No charge. On demand. You're bored. You don't want to listen to the wife on Mother's Day. Moms, mother, what a great Mother's Day present. Listen to Garrett nonstop on, and tell your husband, Get it, shut up, go do something, and you'll just listen to my show. On Mother's, no? That's a great Mother's Day yeah, present. I just said that. That's right. Speaking of that, uh, let's play this. Brian Kemp running for governor in Georgia. He, uh, yeah, running for governor in Georgia. Phenomenal. I wouldn't even get a chance to talk about the TUSD stuff. We'll do it next week. Um, I know. I know. I Things took a turn. We should have a segment. I, I go on to talk about Starbucks. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. Nobody cares. Yes, I do. It's really incredible. So anyway, um, this guy, uh, Brian, kept running for governor. He's the secretary of state for Georgia right now. He's about 30 points back in the race, according to a poll in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. So he's going for it. And he has a political ad called So Conservative. Listen to this. I'm Brian Kemp. I'm so conservative. I blow up governments. Yeah, baby. I own guns that no one's taking away. Nope. My chainsaw's ready to rip up some regulations. I got a big truck. Just in case I need to round up criminal illegals and take them home myself. What? Yep. I just said that. <laughs> I'm Brian Kemp. If you want a politically back, incorrect conservative, if, that's me. If you want a politically incorrect oh, conservative. I own guns. Hang on. Yeah. My chainsaw's ready to rip up some okay. regulations. Get up. I got a big truck. Just in case I need to round up criminal illegals and take them home myself. <laughs> yep. I just said that. Yeah, let's keep the end. I'm Brian Kemp. If you want a politically incorrect conservative... That's me. It wins. And then you get the uh, the Martha McSilence who still get uh, told what to do by consultants. That doesn't work. Hell of an ad, man. He's trying. And listen, last week he had an ad, and I have that on my page at KNST.com. He had an ad where he's sitting with a shotgun. He's got handguns next to him on a, on a, on a side table. He's sitting in a chair, shotgun in his lap, and he's got a boy next to him who wants to date his daughter. And people are like, oh, my God. He, first of all, he's not pointing the gun at the child. Not the guy. He's not pointing it at him. But, oh, my God, he's pointing a gun at him. Stop pointing a gun at him. Listen to this. Here we go. Throw me up over there if you don't mind. I'm Brian Kemp. This is Jake, young man interested in one of my daughters. Yes, sir. Jake asked why I was running for governor. I said, one. Cap government spending. Two. Take a chainsaw to regulations. Three. Make Georgia number one for small business. And two things if you're going to date one of my daughters. Respect. And? A healthy appreciation for the Second Amendment, sir. We're going to get along just fine. <laughs> Brian Kemp for governor. 
That's fun. Can we have a sense of humor? I like it. He's gonna shoot. I mean, only only the the wimps of the world would have a problem with that. He he had a couple of shells in the shotgun. And we're gonna get along just fine. Classic, relatable. What dad does want to do that? A dad of daughters. Only the wimpy dads that are afraid of guns because they're just they don't know about them. Anyway, so there's that. Uh, I'll put that one up on my page as well. I think that was pretty funny. So, uh, Wall Street Journal has a story. Uh, I think Kimberly Strassel wrote this. Uh, called like about that source. It goes like this. Thanks to the Washington Post's unnamed law enforcement leakers, we know Devin Nunez's request deals with a ready top secret intelligence source of the FBI and CIA, who is a U.S. citizen and who was involved in the Russia collusion probe. When government agencies refer to sources, they mean people who appear to be average citizens, but use their profession or contacts to spy for the agency. Ergo, we might take this to mean that the FBI secretly had a person on the payroll who used his or her non-FBI credentials to interact in some capacity with the Trump campaign. This would amount to spying. And it is usually disconcerting. It would also be a major escalation from the electronic surveillance we already know about, which was bad enough. Obama political appointees rampantly unmasked Trump campaign officials to monitor their conversations. Yes, that would be the UN ambassador and others. While the FBI played dirty with its surveillance warrant against Carter Page, failing to tell the FISA court, Foreign Intelligence Service Court, that its supporting information came from the Hillary Clinton campaign. Now we find it may have also been rolling out human intelligence to infiltrate the Trump campaign. Which would lead to another big question for the FBI. When? The Bureau has been doggedly sticking with its story that a tip in July 2016 about the drunken ramblings of George Papadopoulos launched its counterintelligence probe. Still the players in this affair, the FBI, former director Jim Comey, the Steele dossier authors have been suspiciously vague on the key moments leading up to that launch date. When precisely was the Steele dossier delivered to the FBI? Because when McCain gave it, he already had it, remember? When precisely did the Papadopoulos information come in? They haven't revealed this, ever. And it, to that point, when precisely was this human source operating? Because if it was prior to the infamous Papadopoulos tip, then the FBI isn't being straight. It would mean the Bureau was spying on the Trump campaign prior to that moment. And that in turn would be the FBI had been spurred to act on the basis of something other than a junior campaign aide's loose lips. We also know that among the Justice Department's stated reasons for not complying with the Devin Nunez subpoena was its worry that to do so might damage international relationships. This suggests the source may be overseas, have ties to foreign intelligence, or both. So the FBI planted a spy inside the Trump campaign. Not good for the FBI. How do you trust the FBI at this? But you trust the, the people that are doing the work day in and day out. How do you trust the, the leadership up top? Right? Who would that be? Jim Comey. Mm. Andrew McCabe. Uh-huh. Lisa Page. Uh-huh. Peter Stroke. Uh-huh. And they all met with Obama too, remember? Mm. And meet, meet with him. Oh, yeah. Uh, 933. Just 
Just sickening, isn't it? Sickening. Now, you ready for this? Starbucks. Starbucks opening up their bathrooms to everybody because that's like the right thing to do now. So get ready for the homeless people to just go wash in Starbucks just because they're nice because a couple of dudes wouldn't leave, wouldn't buy stuff, wouldn't leave, but wanted to use the bathroom. Manager loses her job. I mean, it's just so stupid. Well, it goes a step further now. You have to hear what the Starbucks executive chairman, Howard Schultz, told a crowd last night when he received an award. Talk about out of whack. Oh, it's about America. Oh, yeah. Coming up in about five. Here's the news. Edmund, it's not going to work anymore. Not going to. He's a click protege. Um, And apparently Leah told Allie Miller when Jim Click called me, Mr. Click called me, said, I want you to run for Congress. I said, sir, yes, sir. You you want a puppet? Who who controls the strings? Who controls the strings? Uh Second thing that I think you need uh, to know is that, uh, thank you. Uh, the Wall Street Journal reporting that uh, the FBI put a spy in the Trump campaign. Isn't that just nice? Third thing I think you need to know, uh, the Trumpster is mad as hell about the fact that the border is still unsecured, and he apparently in a cabinet meeting went on a 30-minute 30 30 grilling session of the Homeland Security Secretary, Kirsten Nielsen. And by the way, he also apparently goes around telling people, you know, she did work for Bush, for Bush. She was recommended by John Kelly. She worked for Bush. He grilled her. Why is this still happening? You have no solutions. Why is the caravan coming? What are you doing to stop this? Why are we having more people coming to the border? So he wants results because he's a business guy. Three things I think you need to know. And that means that at least he's mad. He's mad. We're mad. Someone that is up top is finally as mad as we are. And that's a great thing. A great thing. Before we get to the Starbucks stuff, we need to... It's Friday. We need to have some fun, too. Apparently, there was a uh, a sex expert on the ABC station in Australia. Go on. It's not that good. Oh. Deanne Carson, number nine. Deanne Carson apparently says that uh, <clears throat> if you want to change, and this, this hits home to me because I have a nine-month-old, if uh, you want to change a baby's diaper, they should give you consent first. Like, you shouldn't change it until a baby gives you consent babies don't talk garrett i'm aware of this listen to this lunatic and she's got some sweet pink hair talk about it here we go now how how young are some of the children you talk to uh we work from children from three years old we work with parents from birth from birth yeah yeah just about how to set up a culture of consent in their home so i'm going to change your nappy now is that okay of course the baby's not going to respond yes mum, that's awesome i'd love to have my nappy changed but if you leave a space and wait for body language and wait to make eye contact then you're letting that child know that their response matters I thought mm. all the crying and screaming was you, you them demanding. You exactly. That's a great point. Diaper. Yes. The reason the child's crying. Are they hungry or is their no. diaper wet? Those are the two reasons. Or are they teething? And they'll try to bite stuff. A baby, the body position, the body language. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you try that tonight? Can you try it all weekend? When I put my son on the changing table on the dresser, he wants to do the same thing every time. Grab everything that's on it. <laughs> and then get mad because he has no patience and roll over and try to look at stuff. So if we're up to him, I would think that he's like, he never wants to give consent and he'd be totally fine living in a wet diaper for the rest of his life. What a freaking moron. Yes. See, that's what I don't want to be. 
Oh, here at the radio station, they are uh, bringing in all kinds of uh, foods and drinks for the potluck that I will not be attending. Um, now let's move on to Howard Schultz. Speaking of food, Howard Schultz, he's still the executive chairman of Starbucks. He's not the CEO, but he's executive chairman. And he got some award, some award, uh, rich, rich elitist people that have a lot of money but refuse to give all of it away, shockingly enough, or even most of it away, uh, got an award because he, they all like to pat, pat each other on the back. It was the Atlantic Council's Distinguished Business Leadership Award. And this is the first thing that he said. Here we go. There are a lot of important people in this room who have a great deal of influence on the future of our country and the future of our world. Mm. In my view, as a private citizen who travels the world, perhaps more than many of you here, yeah, peasants, there are real questions and real concerns and real doubts about the strength and conviction and moral courage of the United States of America. The Atlantic Council stands what? for relationship building, trust and confidence among our allies. This was last night. This is not a time for isolationism. He's talking about the Iran nationalism. Deal. Oh, not a time for nationalism. This no. is a time, as we faced as crucible, mm. for cooperation. This is not a time to build walls. This is a time to build bridges. Pause it. Yeah, that didn't win an election. Maybe you didn't know that, Howie. Um, You know, I would love Starbucks to build something and they don't put up any walls so it can never close. So people, I mean, he thinks the best in people. Just let people not document it to actually work there. Go back there with no walls and pour themselves and make themselves all kinds of coffee drinks. How's that going to work? How's that going to work, Howie? You have walls and you have locks. Why is it okay for your stores to have that, but we can't have it on our border? Sick in the head. Now is not the time. To be national, have national, to be nationalistic, to have nationalism. Maybe you haven't seen the economy booming, and ISIS dying, and possible peace on the Korean Peninsula. No, no, it's not really that important. And the world respecting us again. No, no, not in his eyes. You think it was better under Obama? You, oh God. Let's like you, you skip forward to the the cheering. I don't care about that. Just a little bit. Let's go from there. I wanted to do a number of things that would give me exposure mm. to the human condition here at home. Here we go. And abroad. Oh, yeah. Because I have so much time on my hands. I'm I rich. wanted to understand the opiate crisis. Okay. So I took I some. wanted to go to the southern border in Texas and understand the immigration issues. Oh, yeah. I wanted to go to Gettysburg, and I wanted to go to Normandy. Okay. Um, that, that, uh, that just put it to the beginning of the next one. We're not doing it yet. Um, I want to know, you know, if he probably went down to the border and was like, I sympathize with these people. They just want a better life and everything else. When they interview people at Starbucks, I'm sure there are people they interview that they do not hire. I'm sure that they don't hire every person that fills out an application. They should, they should hire every person. Shouldn't screen them out. Shouldn't even say, fill out an application. It doesn't matter where you come from, who you are, whatever it is. You want to work here? You have the human right to do it. And receive a paycheck from Starbucks. Even if nobody's here, let's have 75 people working. Let's just keep on paying. We can't really afford to do that. No crap! Neither can we! 
Let them all in, Howie. Let them all in Starbucks. Let them all work. Don't screen them. Don't do background checks. Probably what you want for the people. Uh, this is just some guy who says he wants to come up here and have a better life and everything else. Oh, yeah. You know what? They should hire everybody at Starbucks. And then the current workers at Starbucks, they get paid somewhat well, right? At least 10 bucks an hour. Have these other people come in and they're willing to work for like seven so that everybody gets their wages lowered to seven bucks an hour. What are the current Starbucks workers going to do? Get mad. It's okay for the country to have wages forced down because you have a plethora of workers. Why doesn't Starbucks do the same thing? It's only the right thing to do. This is why we can't have nice things and people don't want to come on this show. 952, there's more to this. I'm going to try to squeeze it in because uh, he starts talking about bathrooms. Bathrooms. America, ha- now? <laughs> America has never been better. Never been better. We'll continue. KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Radio station. Understanding a Cohen connection. I'm Rich Dennison, Fox News. AT&T providing more details about its relationship with President Trump's personal attorney. Fox's Rachel Sutherland joins us live from Washington. Rich, AT&T says it was a big mistake to hire Michael Cohen to advise the company on government issues, including its proposed merger with Time Warner. The telecom giant also announcing the retirement of Bob Quinn, one of the executives involved in Cohen's hiring. AT&T paid Cohen $600,000 for consulting work, now under scrutiny because of the federal investigation into the lawyer's payments to adult film actress Stormy Daniels. In a message to employees, CEO Randall Stevenson apologized, saying, Our company has been in the headlines for all the wrong reasons. Rich. Rachel, in about an hour, President Trump is expected to announce a proposal to reduce prescription drug prices for Americans. White House officials say the plan involves increasing competition among pharmaceutical companies and improving transparency. During his campaign, the president said he'd use the federal government's Medicare program to negotiate lower drug prices. SpaceX hoping to launch its newest rocket in a few hours. The SpaceX Falcon 9 Block 5 is on the launch pad at the Kennedy Space Center and is expected to launch this afternoon. The private aerospace company says it's their next-generation design, which includes a better heat shield, which could see the same rocket be used as many as 10 times, meaning it could cut its costs to reach orbit even further to the benefit of clients worldwide, including NASA. This rocket today will carry a communication satellite for Bangladesh. SpaceX is planning its first crewed test flight for this December. Fox's Eben Brown. A mixed day on Wall Street so far. The Dow currently in positive territory as it attempts a seventh day of gains. The S&P up a fraction. The Nasdaq currently down 17. Fox News. Fair and balanced.